Welcome to All About the Benefits. This show is dedicated to helping you better understand the world of benefits so that you can better serve those that serve you. And now, here's your host, Lori Jewett. All right, you guys, welcome back. I do not want to butcher her name, so I'm probably not even going to attempt it, but I'm here with, is it Tanya? Yep, Tanya Vargo. I I was trying to overcomplicate it, and I was like, is the J, like, silent or, you know, you never know. It's Um, like Sonia. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't remember who it was I had recently, but I'm like, I'm not even going to, oh, Jeremy Shrifles. I'm like, I'm not even going to say your last name. And I would have got it right. So I'm trying really hard to trust myself, but (laughs) you can always be like, so tell me your name, (laughs) you know? I think people do that to me a lot. Yeah. 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 I'm bad about that too. I'm like, oh, Especially if you forget somebody's name. Like, I don't remember the spelling. At least on Zoom, it's right in front of us, you know. <laughs> but so let us know, you know, tell us a little bit about you, what you do, and we'll kind of dig in from there. All righty. Uh, my name is Tanya Vargo, and I am a real estate agent in Houston, Texas. I do residential real estate. And then uh, for the whole state of Texas, I do commercial for purchases and sales. Um, and I have just started a coaching and launched a coaching business. And that is what I got really excited about when I saw that, because you just took action. And I, you know, I've watched you come in, we're in Apex together and I've watched you come in that mastermind group and just dive in. And I'm like, man, I am such a slacker because it took me literally 14 months to even start the build your machine process. Uh Um, you know, imposter syndrome and all that. And I, I keep seeing you hop on every single day introducing somebody else that you had a discovery call with. And I'm like, okay, that is what I should have done. It's not what I did, but, and then I saw your coaching program that you launched and I'm like, oh my goodness, talk about taking action. So tell us a little bit about that and kind of what spawned that idea and what kind of coaching is it? Ah, well, it's basically, I'm huge into women empowerment, women's empowerment, and um, definitely a lot of spiritual um, a very spiritual basis. I wouldn't have gotten through any of what I've gotten through in the last little while <laughs> if I didn't have faith. Right. And so, um, you know, some of my big movement back, it appears to be being a new person, but really I started with Ryan Stuman back in 2013 or 14 when I became a real estate agent and I had absolutely no idea how to run a business or market and um, I think the first thing I did was his class with Frederick Eklund which was one of his launches and then I I, through that I moved into his Ryan Stuman's personal coaching um, with Hardcore Closer back then so that was like nine years ago so Um, That's where I started. So I know after having a year of personal coaching with Ryan. (laughs) Yeah, and that's, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. That's priceless. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so I know what I did wrong the last time, right? And so I think I I didn't, I didn't really even understand what networking was back then. I didn't understand that it was in fact a networking group and, you know, Really, I was there just to learn whatever he was teaching at the time and, 
you know, get my mind right and understand how to run a business, what it is, why marketing is important, why the person that markets the best and most wins, not necessarily the most gifted <laughs> people who are qualified for the job, you know? So yeah. those are some of the things that I learned in there. And then, you know, it's a little bit of ego You coming back in. Like I couldn't come back in. Like I hadn't learned a dang thing the last time I was there <laughs> with all the heavy hitters, no less back then, you know? So I had to come in and I had to reacquaint myself uh, with everybody. Some people I really still know from back in the day in there. And then of course, after so much time going by, I have to learn all the new people. And in addition to that, you know, uh, he's changed, right? So I had to kind of see what was different, you know, approaching the group the way it was nine years ago would not have been the right approach, right? So, mm-hmm. It's got a completely different, more healthy, higher vibrational vibe in there. So, you know, he changed, so the group changed, and that uh, seems to be really, really good. And it, oddly enough, how it all works is, you know, I, I never stopped receiving Ryan's emails, and I got one that just happened to not go to spam or junk that day. And it was something like, about destiny and knowing who you are. And I went, shut up. <laughs> like, is this a sign? <laughs> exactly. And I was like, stupid doesn't talk about this kind of stuff too much. I'm going to click on it. I want to see what Stewie has to say. Click. And then, of course, I kept clicking, watched the video, kept clicking, took the test, kept clicking. At 10 o'clock at night, somebody called me to interview me. I'm like, I'm so tired. I was just clicking on some stuff. And all of a sudden, I'm back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that rabbit hole. Well, you know, yeah, the- it's the rabbit hole. It's the funnel, the funnel. It's the whole building the machine. And yeah, the funnel. Yes, yes. yes. So I came I back. I that in action. Yes, thank you. Well, I came back and so it's a little bit ego because whether he's really paying attention to what I'm doing or not, I don't want to like come in saying, you know, I'm an OG and then be redonkulous. So I know the mistakes I made last time. I know what to do better this time. And um, I was a little bit, I was completely different person last time. I mean, you could blow on me and I would have fell over and now I'll be like, (laughs) you know, So it's a little bit, little bit different me as well. I changed as well. I think that's part of the purpose, right? And like you said, Ryan's not even the same person that he was back then because we all that it's all about growth and getting better and you know learning how to deal with things. And I'm a completely different person than I was when I joined. I don't know. I guess like 15 or 16 months ago, I just wasn't as active in the group. I did all the internal stuff, the the building your machine. Mm -hmm. I didn't do any of that, but I did all the internal like dealing with my my demons and you know, the, the neuro linguistic yeah. programming and all of that stuff, the internal. So now I'm like, okay, now I'm ready for the other, probably could have done it all at once and made my life a little easier, but I didn't. So, you know, um, it's all happening the way it's supposed to happen for you, you know? Right? So if you needed to clean up internally before you projected yourself out onto the world, maybe that was what was supposed to happen. And yeah. Now you're ready. It all happens for a reason. Sometimes it's just it really happens. hard to understand the reason, but 
You don't have to understand. Just roll with it. Don't question it. Just <laughs> press ahead. Follow your intuition and uh, divine inspiration and just keep taking action, you know? So what what kind of coaching are you doing? I know you said women empowerment. So are you, is your, you know, ideal client, you know, females in real estate or what are you, what are you leaning towards? Well, I mean, to, to briefly, I don't even know how to touch on it. Just women who have gone, I've listened, um, women that have gone through some stuff, you know, I don't think I, the, my last year and a half of my life, uh, you know, I basically lost all my money in commercial real estate because I was in commercial real estate at the wrong time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. About six months later, my dad died and he lives. I live in Texas. He lives in Canada and the borders were shut down at that time. And he slipped and hit his head and uh, it was a freak accident. He went to sleep and never woke up. Oh, uh, he had surgery and it went perfectly, but it had no effect. And so it was just this freak accident. We weren't allowed to go to him, get to him, nothing. So, you know, six months after that, um, I, my daughter ends up in the intensive care unit downtown in, um, in Herman Children's and she's there with acute liver failure. She had been sick over the summer. All the tests had come back negative. Her dad had taken her to the doctor two times and the panels came back negative for anything, anything at all. All the things they test for COVID, mono. So it ended up while we were on the intensive care unit, um, her and I were in lockdown until um, infectious disease could figure out exactly what she had. Like nobody, we weren't allowed to leave the room and no one else was allowed to come in. And when they did come in, they had like, gear on to visit her and so <clears throat> we ended up finding out she had a um um an autoimmune disease called hlh which is a pre-cancer and the only treatment for it is chemotherapy and her treatment was supposed to be for a year and so while i was on the intensive care unit on lockdown with olivia uh my ex-husband filed for child support uh, or filed for custody of all my children saying that Olivia was there due to me neglecting her. Never mind, his test came back negative, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then we find out that it's an autoimmune disease. And so he carried on and carried out the, the case. Uh, he actually uh, recruited my parents to go along with it. And their testimony was that, you know, I had basically had no money and I was living with them at the time. And so their dad makes so much money. And so he should have his children. Wow. So your goal is to help people through just anything like, listen, if I didn't crashes, it was nuts. It was absolutely crazy to live in a place where your parents were feeding anything you did. Like I'm not even, I haven't been in a, a relationship for two years and I haven't dated really either two and a half years and I haven't dated either. And so I'm so glad I didn't thank God, thank God to any man that was trying to date me at the time because they would have been ripped apart. And my parents were reporting back to my ex-husband, everything I did, anything I did, 
and they were all reveling in it. Like it was, it was insane. Like no, no professional person (laughs) that was involved with it was like, this is not, this is completely not sane. So um, yeah, I am open to helping anybody that's been through a rough patch or two. And this has just been my past year and a half, two years. There's more to what I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot more to what I know. I'm a mother of five. I have a 24-year-old or 25-year-old Rebecca that just got married last October, Olivia uh, that was hospitalized, and she only needed chemo for nine weeks, by the way. She didn't wow. do it full year. She is doing such okay? a She's a feisty. <laughs> yes, she's great. She's very feisty. Um, and uh, so she's 18 and she she managed to graduate this year. Uh, she did homebound school in the fall and she went back to school in the spring. And then I have triplets that just turned 15 um, on July 26th. I saw and, that in your in your bio that you gave me. I have one 15 year old and I, I don't know how you do it with three. I love her with all my heart and soul. She's amazing, but she is a combination of my husband and I, which yeah makes sense, but it's kind of, it's a bad combination. <laughs> oh yeah. So Olivia is that exact 50, 50 combination <laughs> of her father and I. So she's very math smart and scientific smart, uh, like her father, but she's very, um, intuitive and rebellious. Like I, she has a rebellious spirit. And I think, you know, a lot of people kind of chose to overlook that teenagers rebel and they don't uh, tell the truth, you know, a lot. I literally (laughs) just wrote a chapter in my book about me as a teenager and exactly that same thing. Like, yeah, teenagers are teenagers. We, we say dumb things. We do dumb things when we're teenagers. Mm -hmm. Looking back, I'm like, oh, that was really not smart, Lori. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we're dealing with one that, you know, she was basically doing what girls do to their moms when they're trying to leave and move on and get out of the house. I, I, and I did she the same thing. It. I moved out when I was 15. I moved in with my grandparents. Exact same thing. Called my granddad. I need you to come get me. And looking back, I'm like, yeah, you know, it was what needed to happen at the time. Like say, looking back, it happened for a reason. Cause he passed away right after that. And I was there for my memo to, you know, help her through things. But it was a lot of manipulative things that I really regret now. Yeah. And I apologize to my mother daily and mm-hmm. ask her to please lift the curse. But <laughs> I'm like, I know you did it. Please lift it. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I say that my daughter's great. You know, it's actually very similar. She got the, the, the analytical math mind, you know, very, as weird as it sounds, she's very literal, like my husband's side of the family, but she's also like the happy-go-lucky, um, spontaneous social butterfly that I am. So it's a very interesting combination. And as she gets older, I'm like, please just only a couple more years and we will be past this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't, I just can't imagine having three <laughs> at the same time. Well, yeah. Well, so the, they're, the triplets are good for now. There are two boys and a girl, Bella um, is autistic. So, you know, mentally she must, she functions at about a three-year-old. So there's a lot of repetitive behavior, even with the autism, her interests are probably seven to nine-year-old interests. And then we have the teenage girl mood swings. So, you know, you just kind of go with whatever age she's showing up at, at that moment. It's very moment to moment. Yeah. (laughs) 
one minute we can be talking about frozen and then the next minute it's like i'm hungry and you hate me and you're ruining my life i feel like you're describing me at almost 40 years old that's kind of (laughs) if my husband my husband hears this he's gonna be like wait was she talking about lori I just send him the clip and like, like I guess what we were talking about. I I love my Disney movies and, and, but at the same time I get very emotional and take things personally sometimes. So I, I, I I relate to her. (laughs) I relate to her too. Yes. (laughs) I think, I think we all do to some extent a little bit. Um, you know, so how is one thing I have like a list of things that I just wanted to kind of connect on and make sure we touch on, but you know, real estate, I know it was really rough, you know, with the commercial side of things, but how, how are you dealing with the real, the the craziness? I don't know anything about real estate, but I have a lot of apex friends that are in real estate. So I'm seeing all these posts and I'm like, Oh my goodness. And I also know we were planning to start building our home, um, early 2020 Mm -hmm. that didn't happen. And now, you know, we're just, I think we're just holding off for a little while because we can't even get somebody. We live on 80 acres in the middle of nowhere. Um, like the biggest city is like 40 minutes away and it's still a really small city. Um, mm-hmm. but it's a hard time getting anybody to come here, but I know in Texas, real estate is going crazy. So how are you dealing with that? How's that going for you? I mean, it is crazy. And so right now we've gone through multiple interest rate increases. So every time, um, something happens, it kind of, everybody kind of takes a breath and they think the market's going to collapse. And then we have to reassure them that the market's not going to collapse. And sometimes that also takes time. Um, You know, the feds told us what they were going to do this year. And so of course we warned people in October and November and December and January. So I feel like my clients that listened (laughs) then are much happier than the ones that are dealing with what they have to deal with right now. Not that they're unhappy, but they are mourning two and 3% interest rates Mm -hmm. at the moment. So the way uh, we're coaching people through that is to, you know, when you purchase a home, you purchase it when you can afford it. And if now is when you can afford it, now is the exact right best time, even with this interest rate. Um, and then what you can do is after two months, you can either recast the loan, refinance, whatever your, you know, lender, financial advisor, whoever, whatever they think is best for you. And then you do that because the resale rates are higher right now, uh, than the refi rates still. So it's, you get a lower refi rate. If you purchase now, refi in two months and live happily ever after in your home that you can afford that you saved up for right now. Well, it's awesome that you started my, my whole takeaway from that was that you started coaching people for what was happening in advance. And if they listen, they listen, if they don't, that's kind of on them. Right. So, but it's great that you were at least doing your due diligence and preparing people for what was coming. Well, you want to help as many people as possible. You know, you want to keep them happy nothing bad. Uh, bad reviews aren't good. Bad customer service isn't good. It's not going to propel your business forward. Unfortunately, you know, they're having to make decisions so fast and so quick. It, it makes them skeptical, skeptical and nervous and anxious. And they feel, they feel a certain kind of way when you're pushing. Um, And so the ones that, you know, just kind of 
swallowed it, took my advice, believed what I said. They're the ones that bought in October, November, December, and January. The ones that needed to watch for a minute, they bought in January, February, and March. The ones that still didn't believe me, they've either bought now or because they've watched six months or whatever it's been, had been at that point. And now we have people in the summer and the, you know, if they get disappointed, they usually are out disappointed for a month or six weeks or so. And then they get back into it again when they see like, there's no crash, the crash is not going to happen. We're still in a housing shortage <laughs> and you know, it's just, it's not going to crash. There's not a surplus of homes. There's still more people needing to buy a home than there are homes. Mm -hmm. And we have an investor safety net now, you know, because so many homes were bought up and things like that. So no crashy, not going to happen. <laughs> Get the word out. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's funny because, you know, watching all the posts from everybody, all the realtor friends and most people are saying the same things, but then you have the random person that is just like saying the opposite of what everybody else is saying. I'm like, I don't even understand anything about real estate. Thankfully, uh -huh. because I would probably be even more confused than I am. I just smell I'm like, okay, cool. We're just going to wait until we actually get a builder to call us back. Because that's where we're yeah. at right now. We have the land. Shame on them for not calling you back. It does take oh. a little longer to build a home now, but you know. Well, our biggest issue is there, there's no shortage of people wanting to build and buy homes. Like, I mean, like you just said. And so if they can find somebody that is, you know, wants to build a home 10 minutes away from their shop or office or whatever. Why would they drive an hour and a half to come in the middle of nowhere and do it or have their cruise drive? That's the biggest issue we're having is mm. nobody wants to come here. And all the local um, builders and contractors are already swamped and booked up, too. So what is yeah. great. We're, we're blessed. Yeah, my in-laws, you know, have so it's family property we live on. My in-laws, you know, essentially gave us a house to live in it while we wait, we were supposed to have built our house five years ago and kept pushing it off. Cause you know, life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and in Michigan, there's only a certain time of year that you can start the process because they can't do, you know, the foundation, whatever, when, the, when it's frozen. So we've procrastinated and put it off way too long. Um, but we also, we bought our house in Georgia in 2007, which not the best time to buy. And it was an immediate crash right after that. And then we sold it in 2016. So we had mm -hmm. a pretty significant loss. And I'm like, man, we should have rented it out for a little while and probably could have made a profit instead of like a $100,000 loss. But <laughs> yeah, uh, it is what it is. We didn't listen to, to the realtors. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm one of the people that didn't listen. So well, that's the sad thing. I don't know where the stigma came from exactly in what time period. Like, I don't know what time period we were gross and disgusting human beings as a profession, but it has hung on. And it's, it's, it's kind of strange to me because um, our ethics are so, like, the... Uh, National Association of Realtors Ethics, you have to follow those or you can't say you're a realtor. You don't get to say you're a realtor and have the, the logo and things like that. And so even at a state level, ours are pretty strict too, uh, to where you can't even appear that you have done something wrong. Like you have to have an image of no wrongdoing. If you have an image of wrongdoing, somebody's going to come for you, you know? So 
Um, it just shocks me that in, in these times and nowadays that we still have that stigma attached to us. I mean, we, I don't, you know, insurance agents have a, have a stigma too. And I, I, like you said, I don't understand it. We're so regulated in what we can and can't do and can and can't say, but I, actually I just recorded a podcast, um, with an, a, another apex member. And we talked about that. The, like one of my things I want to do and why I am really in this business is I want to get people to trust us again. Cause yeah, there yeah. are some shady insurance agents out there. I'm sure there's some shady realtors out there and you know, every industry, but like you say, when did the stigma happen and what can we do to change it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we, you know, we're caught lying. Like ever so much is done in writing and text, email and text. Now very little is done on the phone. Um, we even do meetings by zoom and, uh, you know, a lot of times the, a lot of the face to face actual contact comes when you're at the house, especially after, after COVID. And, and even since I got into the industry, it has changed so much, like so much. And the public is like, Oh, y'all need to learn to adapt. You know, your job is about to be obsolete. And I'm like parts of it. And we have adapted and they do have access to almost almost all the information we have, <laughs> almost, not the private information and, you know, things like that, but quite a bit of it. And um, so our job, we're just, we have to be transparent. And at the end of the day, we're there to help them interpret the market. We're there to provide them with other people to help them through the process, like lenders, insurance people, inspectors, title companies, you know, everybody that gets you to the end of the game, yeah. those, those are our contacts, right? And, um, and then we have the knowledge of the contract and the law, you know, we have a lot of us personally, um, we have a lot of similar um, fiduciary responsibilities as attorneys do. We're not attorneys, mm -hmm. not attorneys, but we are, <laughs> we are, we are, we have some of the same fiduciary rules and expectations. So, I mean, we will be needed and there will always be people that want their hand held through a process. And there will also always be people that want to do it themselves. So I don't believe our job will be completely obsolete. There will always be people that want to talk to a human. Yeah. And there will always be people that, you know, want to, even if they know a certain aspect of the market or they feel like they know what something should be priced, the rest of it might not be, the process might not be something they know, you know, the uh, referrals they need might not be something they know. And, you know, we save them researching that because we've worked with the people for a decade, you know, and if they didn't work out and they took our customers off before, then you swap them out because <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, good customer service is what it's about. So there will always be a need. And you're, you're, you're judged by the people that you recommend, right? You can't keep. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, I feel like, you know, I was taught even Ryan definitely teaches this. And I was taught additionally, um, by someone that worked at Disney for a little while. And, you know, you cannot, you have to let someone go the first time they show you 
the first time, like the first time. So if someone doesn't respond quickly the way I respond, if they're not, they don't do the things I do, we don't work together anymore. And then if there's consistent complaints of the exact same thing of people not calling them back, not taking the call, not returning emails, not returning texts, I may not need to have a discussion with the person about it because it's just really easy to refer someone else, right? Like I don't necessarily have to talk and tell someone why they're not getting referred out anymore. You just don't get referred out. You know, and if they come back. Yeah. Well, it's funny that this conversation came up because I found something out this morning and I'm so my ADHD is so incredibly severe that I, my poor writing coach, I love her to death. And she probably wants to fire me because my brain doesn't work like anybody else's. And Mm -hmm. I can't follow an outline. Like I was in the shower this morning and an idea popped in my head. I literally had to like step out and type it in my phone or I would forget what I wanted to to talk about. But it's essentially guilty by association. My parents taught me that when I was younger, that was like the one thing that stuck with me. And back then it was, you know, drugs, alcohol, bad stuff, whatever. But then this morning I've been considering hiring a coach that for a specific, you know, like a, specific thing. And, um, I found out this morning that that coach is associated with someone that has no integrity and I, that does not align with my core values. And just because of that, because this particular person is just doing, you know, partnering with everybody rather than picking and choosing who they want to partner with. I'm like, I don't want to be associated with that because there's got to be something missing there integrity wise, I don't know, but if you're willing to work and partner and put your name on something with someone who is very known to not be a fair business person, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm skirting the line now too. I'm like, Oh, what can I say? What can I not say? <laughs> I could say it for you. Cause I just, I wrote a post about this exact conversation on Facebook and it's like, uh, there's like a meme with a puzzle and it says partnerships. And I wrote exactly what you're saying is that it's like a marriage. And I have a friend of mine that she was going to partner with another friend of mine. And the other friend was a known cheater and abused alcohol. And she's like, listen, they're going to cheat on their significant other. And they misbehave, you know, in public and in meetings because they can't not be drinking or it's just going to end up draining my business, you know, and she's like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. So she's just like you, it didn't align with her core values because it ends up being a marriage. You have your money tied. Money is energy. And if that person's vibration is not up, then their flow is not going to be up. Yeah. You're not going to make money. It's going to go out the door. And I've worked at plenty of places. There was a, a team I was on for, um, a short period of time and I won't say which one, but when I just came onto the team, it was like my, my flow is quiet and peaceful and things typically work out. Even if it's a little cuckoo, I got on that team and everything was breaking, like customers were angry and it's not that any of them were bad people. It was the energy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was what they were bringing in. So I had to get used to this like uh, 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 kind of energy when mine's just like this. So 
you know, sometimes people and, and that partnership, like to go to more what you're talking about, that was made out of desperation, that particular partnership between that person and I, he was desperate for a person to come in and I wanted to make some extra money. And, you know, it just didn't end up working out because the agreements weren't kept between us. And all of a sudden, you know, when he's changed his mind about other things, he completely forgot about what our initial agreement was, which I did not get in writing. Yeah. Right. So I, I quit and they let me go on at the same time in the same meeting. So um, whoever story version you want to hear, <laughs> right. I, I am fine with whichever one you like better <laughs> on that story. But the end of the day is a lot of people do things out of desperation and not because it really truly is a good fit and a good marriage and a good partnership. And um you know, it's all tied to your money. Money is energy and it's flow. So I love that. I love the, that example of it and money. I hadn't even really thought about that, but you're absolutely right. And yeah, I'd, just because this particular person was associating and recommending someone that is very known to not be, have integrity. Um, they've, I mean, I, we were talking, I think it was going to be like a $2,000 a month, like 15 month coaching contract that they missed out mm-hmm. on simply because of not being careful. So I, I think it's funny that for my parents, because as a kid, I hated hearing that because my dad just drilled it in guilty by association. You're guilty by, you know, yeah, you know, and now I'm like, wow, that applies in everything. Not just that, you know, as a kid, don't be in the car with somebody that has drugs or whatever it is, but, oh yeah, <laughs> um, but we're running low on time. So I want to, you know, ask what piece of advice, if there was someone going through just a pardon me, but a shit storm of craziness you know, in their life. What, what's the one piece of advice that you would give them to, you know, get through and survive it? Survive. Well, you know, sometimes we go through these things so that, um, you turn to God and I would definitely tell them to, you know, is that what you're doing? Are you in that kind of space? Have you thought about that yet? Like whatever your beliefs, if you're more spiritual, if you're religious, it doesn't matter to me, you know, what that is, but your faith is what's going to get you through it. And sometimes we, go, and I just made a post on this, I think, are uh, real. Um, sometimes we're putting these things to have these, you know, dark nights of the soul, these tower moments, these um, moments of change so that we're directed more towards our faith and the lower vibrational people are removed from our life so that you can be lifted up, ascend, get on a higher vibration and get with people that are actually going to help you in life and be uplifting and take you up, 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 you know? So faith, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it's going to take to get you through it. And then after you have that, it's a whole lot of uh, mental cleanup, mental and emotional cleanup. It'll have a lot to do with self-esteem, things like that. Your money's linked to your self-esteem as well, completely, truly, all the way <laughs> linked to that as well. So definitely get in some side of, you know, once you've got faith going, I'd get into coaching, therapy, whatever it is you need to do after that. I love that. I love that advice. And um, it, it's funny because I saw either yours or Jamie's post about y'all's conversation. And as soon yeah. as you said that, I'm like, man, I bet y'all had a great conversation because Jamie's actually one of my coaches. Um, <gasps> yeah, she was yay. one of my first coaches when I joined Apex. And um, I actually, I was talking to him this morning. And um, so I 
I could, I love that because his posts are always, you know, he posts a lot about faith and whenever I'm talking to him, faith comes up. So I, I had to smile when you said that because I was thinking about the, the post, one of y'all posted about y'all having like a two hour conversation and it's easy to have a two hour conversation with Jamie. He's so easy to talk to. It's crazy. Yeah, we could have kept going uh, quite honestly. And I think all of us, I feel that way about everybody I've met in there. Like I have not had a bad conversation with anybody. And I think, you know, like I said, it was a calling to come back. It was a very deliberate for Ryan's email to show up and what it be about that day. And it actually go in my inbox. Um, it meant something. And then, so it meant not that I'd never liked the vibration before, because when I was back then it was fun as heck too, but like now it's a different thing and it's a different kind of fun. And, um, I think that's why I was attracted back to it. I think that's why I'm in alignment with every person I talk to in the group. We are all in alignment. We all think the same. We're all givers. We all have faith. We're all trying to help each other grow. We're trying to get all each other to the next level. So, you know, there's a lot to be said. I, I think I could have hours and hours and hours long conversation with each person in there. And it's all, it's all been, it's all been great. It's all been really great. Yeah. It, you said that and I, I can't help, but I'm looking at the clock and it makes me laugh because every one of my apex interviews have gone way over the like <clears throat> 30 or 35 minute time frame that I'm technically supposed to be sticking to. Sebastian mm -hmm. probably looks at my coaches. They probably all want to fire me because Sebastian's like, yeah, keep on about 25 or 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh, but all my apex ones go way over because we, we do have so much in, com in common. And there are things that come up that it's like, we have to talk about this. We can't not. Yeah, you got to <laughs> let the flow go. You got to let it go. You got to let it go. Right. Yeah. Right. But well, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for, you know, sharing your wisdom. And I'm super excited about your coaching program. I know you put your, um, your, you know, social media handles. Do you have a website or anything for your coaching or is that through? Social not media? yet. So okay. that's coming. You know, I just literally what Jamie was like, you need to do it. Cause I had like you, I'd been Look, I was doing the one-on-ones and things like that, but I wasn't really doing anything to grow what I was called to come back and grow. There was a reason I didn't choose a real estate intensive program. I wanted other avenues of income. That's why I came back to daddy, right? So I wanted to do that for myself. So I wasn't a victim of the market anymore. And I wasn't a victim of my ex-husband anymore. So, um, so when Jamie told me to do it, I was like, all right, I got a picture. I can edit some stuff and say some words and do the, the pro the package she told me to do. And I probably, it just took me to edit the picture that I had <laughs> for it and write the blurb and then it was out. So, you know, the rest of it is coming soon, you know? So, yeah. and you know what, <laughs> see, you're making me look bad again because Jamie for a year has been telling me um, actually again this morning, he told me this, but he's been saying that Dean, my husband and I need a, a couples, like a couples in business together coaching program. And he's been literally telling me that for a year. And I'm, I'm like, Oh, maybe I should actually listen. Cause you know, well, he's gonna take action right away. I'm like, why are you making me look bad, Tonya? <laughs> no, no. Well, Jamie's a good person to give you advice on that. Like a couple's business. Yeah. Like, I think so. Like, I think you hit the perfect coach to push you through something like that for sure. I think that's a great idea because how hard is it when you're with them all day and all night? 
yeah, you know, it's you know, <laughs> I can, yeah, I can only think of a few people that that would be cool to be like that with where you could be in the workflow during the day. And then when it was time to play, be in the play flow, there's very few people that I know right now that that would be cool to do. With. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we did not for a while. It, we had to grow into that because there was a long time and this is like a whole nother podcast topic, but there was a long time that there was no separation. If like we wanted to kill each other at home, it played over to work and vice versa. Yeah. And now it's like work is work and home is home. And I don't know how we it, apex because we're both in apex and that literally I, I give all the credit to Ryan and what he's built. Um, because it really, it literally changed our lives. And Dean joined two months before I did. And I didn't actually join right away, not because of the money. We actually put two other people from our agency in it, but I'm like, I don't, and I've been following at that point, I'd been following Ryan for like five years. I was in sales talk mm -hmm. and all that. Um, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. And then we went to MDM 2021 and like literally before it even started, I texted Zach Sasser and I'm like, take my money. I want to be in Apex right now. <laughs> Here's my credit card. Let's do this. Um, but because I knew the price was going to go up after million dollar mastermind, um, yeah. that just, like has completely <laughs> changed our home life, our work life, the way we parent. It's just, it's been, you know, well, and it's hard. Like, I don't, I know I, I don't relate to my family at all. I always kind of had a hard time relating to them because intuitively new things were right and right from wrong. But now, um, we, we, we don't, we're not on the same frequency. We're just saying. It's it's important to be around the same frequency of the people around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They aren't on my frequency, so. Well, we will have to do this again because I feel like we could have like a three hour long podcast with the you know, uh -huh. going back and forth. But well, hopefully, I'll start one too, and then I'll have you on. I am so appreciative of you having me on. Like you are, you're my launch baby. You're going to be my best friend forever. See, Janie was my first podcast guest and I'm like, I needed it to be him because he's so, he and I, you know, flow really well together a conversation. And he also knows how to calm me down. Like just, I could he, watch if I, I haven't watched the recording, but if I watch the recording, I guarantee you, I could see like facial expressions of him being like, just relax, just in his face. Cause he knows how to communicate with me, even if it's like telepathically through zoom. So, right. <laughs> He definitely was. And I actually, I, this morning recorded my first episode as a guest on somebody else's podcast. So that was nerve wracking. I'm used to the one, like getting everybody else to yeah, talk questions about what out. they do. Yeah. Yeah. Being in control with the questions. Exactly. Yeah. But well, super excited to have you. We're going to have to do this again. And if Thank you, you get your website and everything up and running or not if when, but before this airs, it's probably won't air for like three weeks. So shoot it to me and I'll make sure that we get it put in the description. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Lori. Thank, right, thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of All About the Benefits. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Until next time, friends.